0: Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at BoldEnterprises.com. Toughing out a tough job. That's right. We've been talking about ways to stay in a tough situation for the meantime.
1: And sometimes we need to stay in a tough situation in the meantime. We don't have the luxury of swapping up or switching or having running into a great connection that can get us a better situation.
0: And today we're beginning the topic of how to tough out a job that's overwhelming.
1: Where the workload just comes from every direction.
0: Right. And this, this is probably a pretty pretty um, common kind of toughness for people, especially right now when companies might be getting rid of people and oh, yeah. kind of downsizing and the, the work isn't any less, they're just kind of lopping it on you.
1: Yeah, it all comes on whoever's left, and it's supposed to be done with the same efficiency and the same timetables as before, as if nothing happened. In fact, there might even be a little happiness in corporate headquarters off somewhere because that's that much less payroll involved. But boy, the
0: pressure on us. So how do we approach this? How do we approach toughing out a tough job that's overwhelming us with a workload that's too much? Well, the first thing we want to do
1: is kind of take a step back and kind of figure out what's overwhelming us, and that'll be different for each of us. Some of us are overwhelmed because we're not naturally organized ourselves. So when there's a lot to do, it just looks like a blur on the desk. It's uh, um, there's there's just no sense of order or structure. And so let's start with this person who needs help getting organized.
0: How do they get organized, Carl?
1: Oh, I was hoping you had the answer, because I'm one of those people who's not very organized. <laughs> I have stuff everywhere, and um, I'm not even overwhelmed, and I don't know which end is up.
0: Well, I guess there is a distinction, which I, I think we often miss in organization and prioritizing. There's a little bit of a distinction between mm-hmm. getting organized mm-hmm. and getting prioritized, and maybe it would help us if you kind of explain kind of those those differences. In-
1: okay, so the organized person... Who we're going to help first is the one who needs help getting organized. So that's a structural issue. We can't make distinctions between the many things. And so learning how to file, learning how to find distinct places for things to go so that they don't pile up. Looking to co-workers for ideas as alternatives to the pile will help you get organized so that you know where things are and you can... Tackle one of them at a time, and they don't all mix on each other. Now, the priority, getting your priorities organized, that's a more of a value-based thing. So here, we're still overwhelmed. We still have way too much to do. But they all are shouting, I'm the most important. Nothing's more important than me, and if you don't do me, you're going to get in trouble, or you're going to get behind, or something else is going to fall through. And so you don't have any criteria to choose what to sit down and do next. And so that feels overwhelming. So there you need help sorting out orders of importance or value. And sometimes that is a great topic of conversation for your supervisor or for the team that's laying these things out because they're ultimately responsible and they would probably most likely have a sense of order of what that was most important and it would help you get an order to the many things that are shouting for your attention.
0: So really just getting help and kind of making those kind of decisions and prioritizing may be what's needed. So, you know, maybe you need to ask your boss, what's the priority here? Yeah. yeah. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you approach a conversation saying, you know, who should help with this kind of prioritizing for me? And how do you approach that conversation, let's say, a boss or a superior without seeming like you're complaining?
1: That's a great question. And basically what you want to do is you want to keep the conversation super focused on the work and on the supervisor. And you don't want to talk about yourself at all. So when you go in saying, I'm overwhelmed, there's too much going on, um, even though that's a factual statement and we're not suggesting to be dishonest, it makes you the focus. And it's almost can be heard like, take care of me. And in a sense, we are asking for that. But it's not the most effective form of communication. But if we can describe the situation in terms of the workload, there are these four um, projects that all have deadlines approaching at the same time. And I wanted, was wondering what you felt, you know, what was most important to you as the leader or as the you know, department manager, whatever the proper term would be, to order them since they can't all be done at the same time. There you're accomplishing a a couple of things. One, you're affirming and articulating your understanding that their values, their, you know, role, their ultimate responsibility in a positive way, not a blaming way. So you're asking for what it should be. And two, you're just describing just a factual situation of these four looming deadlines, then requesting the direction on what's most important. But the subject was never, I'm overwhelmed and this isn't working for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you trying to turn that around? Another area that would help the overwhelmed person is having related to priorities, but a little distinct is just picking something to focus on. So if you do get a sense of priority, or if that's not your issue, you just got a lot all around you is just pick something. I don't care if you have to go eeny, meeny, miny, mo. pick something and focus on it and sit down and say, I'm going to give this a half an hour, give it a half an hour you know, Let the calls go to voicemail if that's an option and return them afterwards and, and focus. And that can be a real lifesaver when you've got every everybody and everything shouting for your attention.
0: Yeah, that is true. And I think it's important really to, to use kind of your own judgment as well and helping. So if you know there's a lot of things being done, you really want to point out to your boss the more essential ones. Maybe you don't want to, you know bother them with the filing or something that's that's right that is probably something that you know can wait a little longer that you know for sure
1: that's right there's a great cartoon about an office manager finally being invited to an executive meeting and what she uses her time for was to complain that somebody used a stocking to cook popcorn in the microwave with and you know she kind of undermined her own what she's always wanted was to be a part of this by picking what was to the executives uh, what was important to her but to the purpose of the meeting was not related so yeah using your judgment to say there's these three deadlines that you pick are significant
0: well and i i also wanted to point out maybe a little bit about how um kind of the human aspect of being overwhelmed and i and i think often in in overwhelming situations we're really tempted to not take care of ourselves
1: oh my god preach it sister (laughs)
0: I do. I do think that we we kind of get caught up with the work that needs to get done, and we kind of do things and go and go and go until we just become too bitter to go back. Our
1: attention's focused on the work and the um, insensitive supervisor, but what you're pointing out is great. Um, It was we who chose not to stop and refill our coffee cup and take a little walk around the building. It was we who chose to work through another lunch, Mm -hmm. and that's so vital that we take care of ourselves in the midst of that sense of overwhelm.
0: Well, and I, I think also, you know, because I have heard people say, "Well, you know, I haven't had a lunch break in three months." Well, that's the law. You can take your, you need to take your lunch break, and you know, you may not take your lunch break maybe once a week, but to have that be as a habit is just destructive. Mm-hmm. Not giving you space,
1: and we can see how we're setting up the situation for our own. Demise. I, I
0: think the other thing I observe in this human side is sometimes we take the work on ourselves as if we're the only things kind of holding up the pillars to the building. And that kind of the responsibility you put on yourself for getting everything, it just kind of leads to what I call overstress, mm-hmm. it's just beyond stress. Excellent. So we've got
1: some good things here. And so the key is what we've come up with is a series of ways where you have to pause and take a step back. That's really kind of the decision our, our friends really need to make when you're overwhelmed. As long as you're caught up in it, you know, the, the pressure is too much. It's all shouting and you're paralyzed. But if you can just pause and take a step back, you can consider some of these things. Give yourself a break. Go to lunch. You know, I need some ideas for getting organized. I need some input on the order of importance. You know, I need to insert my own judgment here and you know, communicate what's most important. And, you know, again, we're toughing out a tough situation. It's not going to make it a great situation, but it's going to give you the space and the structure and the tools you need to make progress. Well, next week we're tackling conflict. Ooh, I hope we don't get into an argument about this.
0: I'm sure we won't, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Join us on the web at boldenterprises.com, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.